Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, May 21st. S&P futures are trading off about 20 points. That's about 65 basis points. The major European indices are trading off about 65 to 90 basis points. Asia was more mixed, um, some some red spots and also a few a few areas of outperformance. So the tenor of news this morning is negative. Um, I would say the big macro focus today is U.S.-China relations. Um, you know, not clear why today, this morning, it's it's necessarily in focus. Obviously, you've seen acrimony building now for several weeks. There was a Reuters article talking about how the Commerce Department order on Huawei that was out last week, remember last Friday morning, um, you know, its subsequent, subsequent reports suggested that it had a lot of loopholes in it that would not have a lot of effect on Huawei. So Reuters says that the Commerce Department may look to revisit it and close those loopholes. Remember, the New York Times reported the same thing more than 24 hours ago, so it's not necessarily new. But there are a ton of articles, headlines, et cetera, just talking about the various different ways in which the China-U.S. relationship is really starting to deteriorate again, including over not just over the coronavirus or trade, but there's you know a lot of focus around Taiwan and some other topics as well. Uh, the White House is, re- is publishing a report and handing it to Congress concerning China, very critical of its practices and policies. Um, you know, so I would say that's by far the biggest issue. And then recall yesterday you had that Senate bill that passed unanimously concerning Chinese listings in the U.S. Um, you know, I think some of the initial reporting about how that could lead to a lot of delistings in the U.S. of Chinese companies, I think that's overblown. Um, but obviously, it just doesn't help sentiment. So U.S.-China, I think, is the big area of focus. You have the NPC, which kicks off Friday. So you're going to start to see headlines out of that event overnight tonight, Thursday night into Friday morning. Um, there was an article on Bloomberg talking about how China is going to make a big tech push um, to build out tech infrastructure to favor local tech companies. Again, remember this is the um, you know China made in uh, made in China 2025 policy that was very focused on tech. Um, you know the White House had pushed very hard to get China to kind of drop that initiative. So if they do make another big tech push at this MPC, that will um, you know I think just create further strain on the relationship. So that's U.S.-China. A flash PMIs were the big economic data point this morning. Um, and I think they kind of, again, they pointed to what a lot of companies have been suggesting, too, that you are seeing an improvement in May so far versus April. But you are still talking about an economy that remains um, you know, stuck in a very, very deep rut. And you're seeing growth that you know, is still shrinking. So um, you know, the flash PMIs, there was a lot of hope you'd see more improvement sequentially than I think actually came through. Um, especially on the manufacturing front, the Australian and Japanese manufacturing numbers actually deteriorated further in May versus uh, versus April. The German manufacturing number rose, but not nearly as much as anticipated. And you did see some services improvements. But remember, the 50, 50 number for these PMIs is the growth contraction demarcation point. You're still well below 50. Um, you know, So again, I think this kind of gets to the whole positive linearity theme where it is great that you saw it seems that growth has troughed in April. And there is some improvement occurring, but it's still, um, you know, very grim outlook as far as growth is concerned. The U.S. flash PMIs will hit this morning at 9:45, and I suspect you'll see the same theme again, where you know you're going to see some improvement, but still in contraction territory. Uh, coronavirus n- headlines uh, slightly negative, although nothing too dramatic. You know, you are seeing case numbers globally are, are spiking. So you actually had a record number of new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours. Now, a lot of that is a function of increased testing. So it's unfair to say that it's, you know, the, 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 the spread is metastasizing necessarily. But, you know, you are seeing, um, you know, 
uh, spike in cases occur in other countries, especially throughout Latin America, in particular in Brazil. And the head of the CDC gave an interview to uh, the FT this morning, just talking about how the fact that it's spreading throughout Latin America now, um, you know, it, it suggests to him that you are going to see another flare up in the U.S. in the fall as temperatures drop. Um, you know, so again, I think I don't necessarily think that's new or incremental. I think a lot of people assume you're going to see, an, you know, a rise in cases um, as temperatures fall again uh, over the, you know, after the summer. Um, but I just, you know, again, my, my whole point on the coronavirus is that you have the, the narrative around, um, you know, where the state of the virus battle is and then the, you know, the race for vaccines, I think, is, is widely optimistic um, and very disconnected from actual reality on the ground. Uh, for, as far as company specific news, nothing too dramatic out. Um, Expedia was out overnight, obviously very bad report for Q1, given it's focused on travel management again on the call talked about, you know, seeing some improvement in May versus April, um, similar to what you saw out of the airlines earlier this week. But again, you're still talking about huge year on year declines. Um, so it's, it's very hard to get super excited about that. Take two had very strong earnings for March and guided very strongly for June, Although the full year fiscal year guidance was actually not that far from above the street. So suggesting that management thinks that, um, you know, management acknowledging a big coronavirus driven boost to business. But they said, you know, their guidance implies that they suspect that that will abate. Um, so that's the company specific stuff for the calendar today. Like I said before, the U.S. flash PMIs will be in focus at 945. You have a bunch of earnings Retailers this morning, Best Buy, Macy's will report its sales. TJX has earnings. And then after the close, tech is in focus. Um, NVIDIA is probably the big highlight. You also have Palo Alto, Palo Alto Networks, HP Enterprises, Intuit. Um, Trump will be touring a Ford plant today. So I suspect you'll see a lot of um, headlines, not necessarily news, but a lot of noise. Um, again, that China MPC will kick off um, tonight in China. So you'll watch for a lot of headlines overnight. And then tomorrow morning, Friday morning, you have earnings out of Alibaba and Deer. Um, and just turning to the markets, you know, my, my views are still the same. I know I've sounded like a broken record for a while, but, um, you know, and I can, and I appreciate that there are, that there are a lot of non-fundamental factors at work in the tape driving prices higher. And, and I also appreciate that, you know, again, the default mode for this tape right now is to buy, versus sell. It's very, very easy to rally this market, very, very difficult for it to come for sale. Um, all that being said, you know, the six pillars of this rally that I've been talking about, um, you know, reopening, linearity, stimulus, drug vaccine optimism, huge insatiable demand for large cap tech stocks, and then faith in that 160 plus EPS number for next year. All of them are very valid, um, but they've all done their work. They're the reason why the market is well off its lows from March. And a bunch of them are starting to really wobble. So, Again, reopening, I think, is not doesn't should not count as news any longer. You see headlines about every company, every state, every city, every country moving forward with reopening plans that should not be considered news to anyone. Um, we know everyone's reopening. The question is again the normalization of economic activity. What does reopening? Um, you know, how quickly do you return to pre-crisis levels of activity? And I think that is where it's going to be a much longer process than just reopening. Um, linearity, you know, I just I discussed that before. You are seeing the pickup in in May versus April, but again, you're still talking about economic conditions that are well off the pre-coronavirus levels. Um, you know, on the drugs and vaccine front, you know, again, I think this is not a criticism of the medical community. It's unprecedented amounts of action taking place at unprecedented speeds. 
Um, I just think the market's narrative around that whole topic is just far ahead of what's actually occurring on the ground. Um, and when you talk about getting a vaccine identified, tested, manufactured, distributed, consumed by the public, so you actually then have immunity occurring throughout the communities, um, I, that's all, it's going to take a very, very long time. We're talking about, you know, again, at least 12 months um, under best case scenarios. So I, I think that the market, again, needs to kind of temper some of its enthusiasm and and scrutinize more um, the details of some of these announcements that are hitting from individual drug companies. Um, you know, stimulus is very much a factor, that's, and that's only going to, I think, grow more intense. The Fed minutes yesterday, it, it sounds like the Fed's going to probably roll out a formal, large quantitative easing practice right now. They're kind of in this open-end phase, which is a little confusing because they've been taping off the Treasury pace of purchases while issuance is ramping up. So if anything, um, you know, their, their quantitative easing policy is, uh, you know, becoming less intense at a time when they're obviously very concerned about the state of the economy. So, you know, you're probably going to see more quantitative easing out of the Fed, a formal announcement. Um, you know, China will probably pull some more levers. Europe is certainly ramping up its stimulus. So stimulus is very much in focus and that is going to, um, you know, it's going to prevent very sharp sell-offs. So I don't think we're, you know, the market's going not going to revisit the lows from March anytime soon at all. Um, and it's probably not going to get very far below 2800. But I just don't think stimulus alone is justify justification for a rally from these levels. Um, and then again, if you kind of look at where we stand right now and where earnings estimates are, are the market is assuming a, a fully recovered back to pre-coronavirus crisis EPS in 2021. And we're trading at a very full valuation on that number. So obviously the market in that number is embedded full normalization, full reopening, and then some major medical progress. Because again, the, the 2021 EPS estimate is the same as the 2019 estimate before the coronavirus. And we're already at 18 times that. So for all those reasons, I still think you fade rallies, not chase them. Um, but obviously there are a lot of non-fundamental factors at work um, that are that are kind of uh, propping prices up. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.